It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is Thursday here on the Locked On Network, which means it is time for a crossover Thursday with Locked On Dolphins and Locked On Patriots previewing the Week 8 contest at Hard Rock Stadium. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. My yeah, mate. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of our cap to the everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match of up to $100. I'm getting ready to have Mike on in just a hot sec. But before we get there, want to openly acknowledge Mike and I recorded before Dolphins practice yesterday, which means all of the hullabaloo around Tyreek Hill and not practicing on Wednesday because of a hip injury. It's not included in the crossover. So open disclaimer there. Let's get a little bit more information there as well. You know, right now we're working off of uh, Tua being asked hypothetically after practice about practicing without Tyreek Hill and what that's like and kind of a, a just a, a off the cuff comment. And then the fact that Tyreek Hill did not participate. Now, if you listen to the latest episode of It Needed to Be Said, uh, Tyreek Hill is talking about prepping for the Patriots as though he's going to play. So there's a lot to figure out. Uh, we don't touch on it on the crossover, which is probably for the best because of the level of unknown that currently exists there. But I wanted to make sure you guys knew uh, that we are very aware of the Tyreek Hill did not participate on Wednesday with the hip injury, whatever that specifically is. Um, but we're going to wait for more information, and we are Going to head over to Mike and do our crossover Thursday and get you guys ready for week eight Patriots at Dolphins. It's Thursday here on the Locked On Network, and you know what that means. It is an AFC East clash between the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, joined by Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. And we're doing this for the second time this season. Uh, Miami and New England last played in week two, and things have changed a little bit for both of these teams and perhaps not a more thrilling win for either team. Although I maybe 70 points could be in that conversation, but the Patriots knocked off the bills last week, Mac Jones, fourth quarter comeback, Mike, it's good to see how things going, man. Well, a lot better this week than they have been in previous weeks, Kyle, without any question. No, all kidding aside, uh, for Patriots fans, it was definitely good to get a win, no matter how the win comes. But when it came in the fashion that the New England Patriots were able to beat the Buffalo Bills in, it makes the week coming into it a little sweeter, but not for too much longer because they have, I think, an even more formidable opponent waiting for them this weekend in the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, so... Miami coming off a Sunday night football loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, dropped their record to five and two on the season. Uh, there's kind of this developing storyline for Miami and their ability to perform against the better teams on their schedule. But 
anytime you see a Bill Belichick defense on the schedule, you know you're going to get schemed up really well. They're going to test you in new ways. They're going to play fundamental football. And uh, I, I think you saw that last week against how the, the Bills were able to uh, or were not able to circumvent the game plan that, that Bill Belichick cooked up for Buffalo. And I guess my question for you, Mike, is what made that defensive effort for New England with so many of their best players not available when you think about Matt Judon and his injury and Christian Gonzalez with how good he looked early in the season and the other injuries that the Patriots had? What allowed them to minus a, a flurry late by Buffalo and a turnover that put them in position to go ahead late in the game? I think they got through the third quarter with 10 points. So what, <laughs> what did the Patriots do and how sustainable do you think that'll be uh, as far as building some momentum? Well, I, the risk of sounding cliche, Kyle, what the Patriots did was employ next man up to the best of their ability, and it worked. And that's something that has not worked for New England up until this point this season. It seemed like every button Bill Belichick and either the offensive or defensive coaching staff, in the case of your question, were pushing just didn't seem to hit the mark, but it did on Sunday. Anthony Jennings stepped up in a big way in the absence of Matthew Judon, also in the absence of Josh Uche and even Keon White, who were all three of them were sidelined for this game. But Jennings came in with an aggression, approaching the quarterback and someone that definitely was able to cause some disruption back there. You also look at guys like Christian Barmore, who finally stepped up on the, on the excuse me, on the defensive line and really made strides in being able not just to be a force in run defense, but also get after the passer and make sure that they were winning their battles at the line of scrimmage. So New England utilized the players they have to be able to put forth, I think, a solid game plan. What they did was they challenged, they challenged Josh Allen through the middle, which is really, I think, the only way that they were going to be able to have success against him, prevent him from either rolling to the left or rolling to the right where he is at his best. And what that did was that kept him off balance enough for the New England Patriots to be able to keep the Buffalo Bills off the scoreboard and give that offense a chance to prove itself. Credit to the offense. They stepped up in a big way as well. But I think the defensive effort is getting lost in the shuffle, and I'm so glad that you asked about that. Yeah, and, and then uh, offensively, 29 points, which is a high watermark for New England this season. What was different about how they played the Bills? Obviously, the Bills are, are banged up defensively right now, but you talked about New England being banged up. I, I at some point on this show, I'm going to talk about how banged up the Dolphins are. Everybody's got injuries at this stage, mm -hmm. right? But uh, I certainly don't think you come out and score 29 points by just playing a team that's missing a few players. What did they do offensively that helped kind of give them a spark? Well, I think in a lot of ways, what Bill O'Brien did was he knew he had to go back to basics. He had to put Mac Jones in a situation where he felt comfortable, he felt secure, and because of that, he knew that he would be able to make the moves that he needed to make in order to move this team down the field. It starts at you know with pre-snap and uh, go-snap motions that the Patriots are employing before they're able to get to the line. These are things that they have not done regularly or haven't done well. They did a good job of incorporating motion into the offense, and it facilitated the running game. Game. The running game then in turn facilitated play action, and that's where Mac Jones is at his best. That's where he's most comfortable. The offensive line deserves an awful lot of credit as well, Kyle, because they were able to keep him upright and comfortable. Michael Wainu playing that right tackle position all of a sudden was able to seal the edges, and it allowed the guards. Cole Strange coming back was big, and City Sow actually had a very good game. Uh, got, an, uh, I believe, an 82.4 rating uh, for a guard, uh, which was the second high in among, uh, among guards for um, Week 7. So 
That allowed Mac Jones to have the time he needed to complete his passes. And when Mac has got time, he's capable of doing things with the football and making things happen. And you saw that on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. And from Miami's perspective, obviously you, you lose on Sunday night football. It was a big game matchup, uh, a chance to play against one of the, the premier teams in the NFL and in, in the Philadelphia Eagles. And well, Miami did not play particularly well. Um, the, the conversation coming out of the game was how Philadelphia was able to hold Miami to 244 yards of offense. Some of that exacerbated by the early exit of Isaiah Wynn, former New England Patriot. Uh, he's on IR. He will, it, it sounds like we may not see him again this season. And I know that's a storyline that, that unfortunately for Isaiah, mm. New England fans are very familiar with because that's, that's kind of been the book is, is there's been some promising play. I know he bounced around positions last year, but it's now put Miami's offensive line in flux where Connor Williams has not played three of the past four games. Teron Armstead is on injured reserve. He will be eligible to come back starting next week ahead of the Kansas City game. Now the left guard is out. So uh, Miami's perspective of lack of continuity up front really hurt them against a very disruptive defensive line with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and, and then defensively for Miami, I would point to, I, I think the front seven, with the absence of Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey not yet quite ready to come back. He may play in this game on Sunday against the Patriots, uh, but he did not play against the Eagles. The front seven played pretty inspired uh, against Philadelphia's mm. really good offensive line. Uh, they held the Eagles to 99 yards rushing, and obviously there was four tush pushes in there for a yard, yard and a <laughs> half, and you had a couple kneel downs at the end of the game, but uh, Miami actually averaged more yards per carry against uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles than the Eagles did against the Dolphins defense. And the last time we did this crossover, Mike, we were talking how the Dolphins gave up 233 yards rushing to the Los Angeles Chargers in week one. So that rushing effort defensively for Miami, I think is something that they'll feel really good about. It'll be a good new test to see. And when you went right tackle and some of the changes versus what new England implemented in a personnel standpoint last time, you know, their last six games from a rushing defense perspective is 88 yards, 69 yards, 104, 85, 108, and 99. They've been much, much more firm than they were coming into that week two game. And the challenge for Miami is how well they can sustain that against what New England is doing differently than they did the first time when Miami held them to 88 yards rushing. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know last time we talked about matchups, and we'll talk a little more about matchups in just a moment. Uh, it was New England's running game. Can they help gash Miami for, you know, big time yardage, which, uh, like you said, Miami had come into last uh, week's uh, last uh, game that we previewed here on uh, Locked On Patriots and Locked On Dolphins. They were formid They were. I don't want to say uh, um, they, they had the ability. You could get to them, I guess, is the best way for me to yeah. put it. And in that regard, uh, the New England Patriots don't have that luxury this time. When you hold Philadelphia's rushing attack to 2.9 yards per carry, you know you're doing something right. So New England's going to have to either get inventive or find new ways to be able to uh, to gash that Miami defense because they're playing at a much higher level now. Credit to guys like Christian Wilkins and Raquan Davis who form that formidable front that really protects guys like Long and Baker. I know Long's been banged up a little bit, and there are injuries all over the place, but that's mm -hmm. going to be something to watch if you're a New England Patriots fan because so much of what they do is predicated on success and early success with the run. If they can't find that, do those old demons start to crop up for the New England Patriots. That could be a very interesting thing to watch on Sunday. So, Mike, well, let's uh, let's get ready to talk about injuries and matchups. Uh, but before we do, I think we have a very important message we got to tell everybody about. 
We do. Absolutely. And Kyle, you and I definitely do enjoy watching football. We do what we do for a living because we love to watch football. And all of our listeners on Locked On Patriots and Locked On Dolphins love to watch football. But why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order Mm -hmm. on DoorDash and save on all of your football watch party favorites. All your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery. Guess what, folks? They're on the app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. In fact, you can even get prepared before game day. You can stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash and then get ready to watch your team win. Kyle, this is a home game for the Miami Dolphins. I know that everyone in the Miami area or anyone that's a Dolphins fan right now is going to be looking for their favorite snacks and, and delicious treats while they watch this one if they can't be at Hard Rock. Why don't you fill everybody in on the Miami area on things that might be available on, the, on through DoorDash? So any anytime I go down, because um, I do not live in Miami, but anytime I go down for a game, I go down for about three, three, four home games a season. I definitely get the Pierre's Caribbean cuisine. Uh, mm. The oxtail is to die for, and that is <laughs> on DoorDash. So I can confirm if you're looking to get something dropped off on game day and you're not going to the stadium and doing the tailgate bit, and if you are going to the tailgate or doing the tailgate bit, you can get prepped ahead of time with DoorDash. But Pierre's Caribbean cuisine is at the top of my list, and I am always pumped to see them on DoorDash in case I get a late flight in and I sync it up as I'm in the Uber on the way to the airport. I can get it dropped off. And I can have a good meal the night before the game. That sounds great. It definitely sounds good. If you're in the Miami area, check that out. And this may not be so popular in the Miami area, Kyle. But speaking to my fans here in New England, nothing says game day to me like a little New England clam chowder. Well, folks, if you're like me, great news. Because the best chowder in the business is available on DoorDash. That's right. Legal Seafoods New England Clam Chowder available can be delivered right to your door. If you've had it, you know exactly how good it is. And if you haven't, folks, what are you waiting for? Try it. If you act now, you can get up to 50% off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. And that's when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. That's subject to change and terms apply. So don't forget, Use the code LOCK23 for 50% off, up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, Mike. Uh What I would like to do is I want to give you and then ask you to do the same for me, kind of the rundown on expectations for guys that are banged up, just because we're going to talk key matchups, but guys that may or may not be available, it's kind of puts an asterisk on some matchups in this game off the jump anyway. So I've already mentioned Isaiah Wynn. He's going on IR. uh, So that's a loss for the Dolphins up front offensively. Uh, we'll see what the status is with Connor Williams, the center. He's missed the last two weeks. Mike McDaniel has said he's been chomping at the bit to get back in the game. Uh, he got injured against Denver, missed the Bills game, came back against the Giants, has missed the last two. 
Uh, so with Miami now losing the left guard, the question is, hey, if he's still 90%, 95%, do we feel prompted to put Connor Williams back into the game and, and get him back into the mix? So that offensively is kind of where your eyes are at. Jalen Waddle had some back spasms on Sunday Night Football, but he's fine. Mike McDaniel said he's expected to practice and be, and be fine moving forward. Defensively, uh, Javon Holland is currently in concussion protocol. Uh, he and David Long had the collision in the second half against Philadelphia. Uh, David Long left the game and did not come back by the time he cleared protocol and his neurologic check. Uh, it was too late in the game. Uh, Javon Holland cleared immediately. And then in his following morning uh, follow-up visit with the neurologist, self-reported concussion uh, symptoms. So he got placed into protocol on that point. David Long is good to go. He will be fine. From a returning standpoint, Miami has uh, Nick Needham, uh, defensive back, expected he's going to get some run at safety. Uh, he is back off the PUP list. He tore his Achilles last year. And then uh, Jalen Ramsey is practicing with the first team defense this week after serving in the scout team defense last week. And there is some question of whether Jalen Ramsey may come back this week and play against the New England Patriots. So that's where Miami's at from an injury standpoint with some of the bigger names. Yeah, without question. And that's actually great information, especially for our listeners on Lock on Patriots, because if there's one thing that these two teams can definitely shake hands on, it's laundry lists of players that are banged up and difficulties yeah. being able to fill some of the major roles that they play. On the New England Patriots side of things, good news. They're starting to get some guys back at practice. Now, what that means for their status on Sunday, still very early in the game to be able to decipher. Uh, Josh Uche was back out on the field, linebacker who missed last week's game. He's a big part of what they do with the pass rush and still one of the better pure pass rushers on this team. So if he's back in the lineup, especially to pair alongside a guy like Anthony Jennings, that's a big uh, you know, opportunity for the Pats to be able to put pressure on Tua Tagovailoa and something that they'll be able to want to do. Uh, but again, it's still very early in the game. Keon White continues to be absent from the field. He is in concussion protocol from suffering a head injury against the Raiders two weeks ago. Still kind of coming along. Things are working out, um, you know, from what I'm hearing according to plan, but it's also something they're being uh, cautious with as well. So Keon is one to watch. He adds a lot of thump and a lot of ability in that uh, defensive front, especially either on the edge or at an outside linebacker position. He's one to watch. On offense, Juju Smith-Schuster back on the field on Wednesday. He's missed the last couple of games following concussion protocol. In his absence, guys like Demario Douglas and Kendrick Bourne have stepped up majorly to really help this team. Does Juju still have a role in the slot on this team when he comes back? That's going to be something to watch. But New England right now is nursing you know, injuries that unfortunately have either ended the season or have marginally disrupted it in the case of Matthew Judon. You're not close to getting any one of those guys back, but getting people like Juju and Josh Uche back in the lineup on, you know, on both sides of the ball is something good for New England. So suffered no injuries in the game on Sunday against the Bills. That was really something big for this team because they had suffered pretty much a major injury in every game prior. Yeah. As far as matchups for, for those that we are expecting to be ready to go and available, one that I'm really interested in is the return of uh, Jack Jones to this specific matchup. And you think about what New England trading for J.C. Jackson, who Miami played in week one with the Chargers, and Jack Jones. Those are two corners that Bill Belichick did not have at his disposal when they played the Dolphins the first time. It was Christian Gonzalez that really popped and shined for his ability to cover and help cover Tyree Kill. And now it's Jack Jones is back. 
JC Jackson? How do they choose to play matchups? You saw New England come out with some of those more big 12 three safety looks against Miami and some early down looks when they mm-hmm. played the first time, which is really the only team that that's hit Miami with one of those looks as far as trusting their safeties to play from depth and fill and, and get involved in the run game and, and help, you know, cap the defense and the vertical routes in the middle of the field. Uh, so from, from my perspective, thinking about two new corners in the mix for new England into the game plan versus the game plan that they came out and had some success with, uh, last time these two teams played, that's a really interesting layer to this game for me. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's one of the matchups I'm watching closely as well, because look, Tyreek Hill is such a big part of what Miami does offensively. Obviously, the offense runs through Tua. He's the quarterback and having a phenomenal season. But when you have a dynamic generational talent with the speed and the capability of changing the complexity of a game like Tyreek Hill, it makes things so difficult for the opposing team on defense. Yes, the Patriots did have some early success, I guess you might as well say. Uh, You know, Tyreek had his catches. He didn't quite have the game that we know he's capable of having against New England with the three high with the three safety looks, uh, which we talked about the last time that we were on here and we predicted could be a possibility. It was nice to see that that came into fruition, at least for Patriots fans it was. But this week, I don't believe New England is going to stray too much from the formula. Usually what Bill Belichick likes to do is say, okay, we showed you what we were going to do the first time Now we're going to flip it up and we're going to make things even more exotic. I think this team is at a point where you have to stick with what works, whether it might be anticipatory or not. So I do still look for the three safety looks at times, but I think you will see a little bit more with Jack Jones in the lineup, maybe some of that ball hawking ability that, uh, you know, kind of keeps Tyreek at least under uh, control when it comes to that pre-snap motion that he puts in to uh, the offense, especially in home games, because you don't have to worry about the crowd noise or anything like that. It's something where he's able to really put into it. Jack has a very good um, ability to draw beat on the football. So that could be something to watch and something that the Patriots may try to wrinkle Miami on. But it's a formidable task without any question. And the Patriots have their hands full. Yeah. And then as far as when the Patriots have the ball, a matchup that I'm looking forward to uh, is on Wayne you and Trent Brown versus Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Uh, mm. Jalen Phillips did not play. He tweaked his back on Friday uh, before the game, the first time these two teams played. And then he came back against Denver and retweaked that oblique uh, right around halftime. So Phillips didn't play the first two times. Uh, the first time these two teams played, Andrew Van Ginkle stepped up and had a very large impact. Uh, Bradley Chubb has played probably his best two games in succession as a member of the Miami Dolphins since being acquired at the trade deadline uh, last year, uh, the past two weeks. So seeing Bradley Chubb really turn it on, he tagged Jordan Mailata uh, for a couple of really good pass rushes on Sunday Night Football. He logged two sacks in that game. Uh, Looking forward to seeing the test of uh, the power of New England's tackles with Trent Brown and and, and Wenyu, who's obviously such a big-bodied guy. Uh, How Miami's rush uh, approaches those two guys I, I think will be critical because if New England is going to have success with the play-action passing game, keeping you off balance with what your rushes are and your landmarks and your timing of pressing to the quarterback, uh, you're going to have to win some reps early. And I look at those two guys, that's a big matchup for me. Oh, it's a huge matchup. And again, if you're the New England Patriots and you're trying to counteract that, 
The only way I think they can do it is get success by once again opening up the short passing game. And that's where a guy like Demario Douglas becomes so vital for New England. He's someone that's explosive with the ball in his hands. I think the best pure playmaker that they have on offense from a pass catching standpoint. So if he can start to get catches early and gain yards after the catch, that's big for New England. That sets up guys like Kendrick Bourne to be able to get looks because all of a sudden you're drawing the attention away from Miami defenders. Uh, and then they can start using the tight ends as well. Hunter Henry, Mike Gusecki, someone you know very well in the red yep. zone. Um, and don't be a bit surprised to see Farrell Brown align in certain packages and try to get big chunk plays when they seem to have needed to get those. Farrell seems to be there for the handoff. So if you see him in alignments and you're a Miami fan, keep a very sharp eye on that. Of course, Miami can counter that a lot better this time around. If they, if Xavier Howard is indeed able to go, and he's you know at least at uh, um, potent strength with this, maybe not full, but potent strength, and you've got Jalen Ramsey alongside him, that's automatically going to put a lot more pressure on the Patriots' pass catchers. So I think that matchup this time around, like you said, is going to be interesting as well, but it really all starts up front. And yeah, the Patriots fans are going to be watching Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips very closely. We will talk additional keys to victory next here on this episode of Crossover Thursday, so stick with us. If you're looking to have the most fun you possibly can this football season, snap into action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose. So if you like good return on investment, it's pretty hard to beat $5 becoming 200 win or lose with your first bet with FanDuel. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. And just a quick administrative note on this game between these two teams, FanDuel Sportsbook currently has the over under for this game at 47 points, which is a healthy number. Uh, and the current spread of this game, Miami at home is currently being favored by nine and a half, which is an uncomfortably large number for me personally my two cents <laughs> with these two teams playing divisional matchups always get a little weird uh so i don't know how how much spread action i'm gonna get in on fanduel but you can visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl there is a lot of uncertainty in the world today and it is important for you to be prepared for the worst the jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics to treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can now customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. There is no reason for you, regardless of supply chain issues or a immediate emergency, to get caught off guard. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board certified physicians. You can get ongoing care from those physicians on any treatment related questions, doctor created and doctor recommended. So right now, the Jace case, you can make sure that you can go to jacemedical.com, enter code locked on at checkout and get a $20 discount on your order that is promo code locked on at Jace medical j-a-s-e medical.com so mike my last thought before we go to keys to victory do you have any additional 
matchups. I realized I threw two at a, two at us, and we filled them out quite well. But I didn't ask if you had one that you were really interested on either side of the ball. Ah, uh, you're good, Kyle. You are good. I do have one, yes, I, and uh, unfortunately, it's one that New England uh, can sympathize with when it comes to Miami, and that is with the loss of Isaiah Wynn. Now you're putting all of a sudden a lot of pressure on Lester Cotton and possibly even Robert Jones to fill those shoes. Mm -hmm. It had their struggles against the Eagles. Can that continue? Because this is a situation where I know that Miami was going against a very, very good interior defensive line with the Philadelphia Eagles. And probably, if I'm being honest, more talented than the one that they're going to be going against this weekend against the New England Patriots. But with the Patriots possibly being able to find their way or at least give a, an opportunity for them to get different looks out of Tua Tagovailoa, throw him off of his game, is this a matchup that the Patriots can exude or even um, not exude, but if this is a matchup that the Patriots can exploit, especially because they did such a good job of applying pressure off of uh, Josh Allen on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. That's what I'm going to be watching. It's whether or not the reserves can step up and can uh, have a good game against this New England defensive front. If they can, I think it's going to be a long day for New England, but if they start winning these battles and you can start throwing to a tag of Iloa off his game, it makes it that much easier for New England to set its defensive uh, game plan and control the tempo. And that's something that New England is good at and being able to move forward. So I'm going to be watching that one closely as well. I'm glad you mentioned that because my number one key to victory <laughs> in this game is the timing of the offense as predicated by their pre-snap mechanics and the two games in which they have been most impacted by that have been road games without Connor Williams at center in Philadelphia and in Buffalo. Now the timing was still compromised when they played in week two um, against the new England Patriots on Sunday night football, but Connor Williams played. So the availability of Connor Williams, and if you don't have him, the home field environment and what that can provide us with an extra data point to make sure that everything that Miami does with the shifts and the motions and all of the work that they make you do before the snap and the stress that they can provide on you, that all ties back to oh, this interior offensive line and how much help that they can give. And I know Bill Belichick is looking at the twists and the stunts and the games that the Eagles played on the left side of the of the line when Lester Cotton came in for Isaiah Wynn and he's licking his chops to try to run some exotic pressure looks and try to force miscommunication. So that communication up front and by extension of that, Miami's ability to run the full breadth of their offense, which we have seen them not necessarily be able to do. And it's hard right now to say whether it's because you played a good defense on the road or if you didn't have Connor Williams in, against a good defense on the road. I'm hoping this can be a data point where Miami doesn't have to answer the question with or without Connor Williams because he plays, but we'll see. That's a big key to victory for me is how Miami can do everything that they want to do schematically offensively. Very good point. And I think that is a good key for Miami to be able to pull out the victory. And again, if they are having success in those manners, it's going to be a long day for the New England Patriots. On the flip side of the ball for the New England Patriots and then be it to be able to earn or at least keep this one close before I say earn a victory, uh, they're going to have to do a lot of what they did against the Buffalo Bills. They're going to have to keep 
their playmakers on the field. And I think this is true of any team that they play this year, but especially Miami and someone that knows the team so well, has so many different ways to beat you offensively and defensively. This is such a tough matchup for New England and in a building where they haven't had a whole lot of success. Uh, Miami has been the house of horrors for New England even going back to the Tom Brady day. So this is a difficult place to play for New England, but Bill O'Brien has to utilize his skill and he has to put Mac in a position to be able to run this offense well. How does he do that? Allows and devise a game plan that allows Mac to lean on the running game early, help facilitate play action, like I said before. And even though the Bill has a fondness for two tight end sets, and I do expect to see some of those on Sunday, I think the the, the Pats and uh, Bill O'Brien need to wisely mix in some 11 personnel as well with one running back, one tight end, three receivers, utilize the inter those intermediate areas of the field, and that'll help the Patriots advance the ball. If they can start doing that and getting first downs, keeping that Miami defense on the field and keeping that explosive offense off of it, that really, to me, is the key to victory for New England. It's going to be winning those battles and keeping their offense in a position where they're controlling the game as opposed to Miami. Because if that offense starts to gain momentum and they put you into a track meet, I don't think there's any team in the NFL that can beat the Miami Dolphins when they're playing at that level, whether it's the Patriots or not. I think they're just so far and above offensively where other teams are right now uh, that it's a real problem for anybody to play from behind on this team. So... Patriots have to keep their playmakers on the field at all times, especially on offense. That is going to do it for this crossover Thursday between Locked On Patriots and Locked On Dolphins. We hope you all enjoy the game on Sunday. You can keep tabs with Mike over on Locked On Patriots. If you are a Patriots fan, if you're a Dolphins fan, Locked On Dolphins has you covered. It's your teams every day. Make sure you check out all the great shows we have on the Locked On Network. We have an outstanding network of shows and hosts and a community that is available to you on a daily basis. We hope you will make the most of it, and we hope you enjoy the game on Sunday. But that is going to do it for us and this Crossover Thursday episode. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.